A martini shaken. No! Shocking. Welcome to Shaken Not Nerd, the only podcast that mixes it with love and makes the world taste good. <laughs> I am your host, Tom, and I am joined with me today by Fuzzy Dan. Hello, sir. How are How you? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Excellent. Excited to be here. Excellent. I'm very excited too. I've had a week of watching James Bond movies and lots of interesting television, so I'm very excited to talk all about that. Yes, I'm excited to hear about it as you do your, uh, I know throughout the week you've been doing your running tally of all the Bond films that have disappointed you along the way, um, and your thought process on the certain Bonds, so let's, uh, we will jump into that, yeah. but uh, firstly, we will introduce our other bearded man, Doody Dutrum. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello, darling. How are you, darling? Oh, I'm good, darling. How are you, darling? Oh, good, darling. Good. Call me Bubbles, darling. Everybody <laughs> <does>. <laughs> so, Bubbles, um, I heard that you were considering shaving your beard. What's going on? I was, sir? darling. It was getting a little rough down there. Um, yeah. No, I was contemplating it, and then we got wedding invites in the in the mail, and went, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to be remembered in their wedding photos to just having. A moustache. <laughs> oh, but you're going to go do only moustache again, are you? I was. I was going to give that a try. I've been playing a. I've been playing a little bit of Red Dead, and I love the stubble and the moustache looking Red Dead. So I'm like, oh, I could be like Jim Gordon, but bald and fat and not a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember, your beard here doesn't grow back as fast as it does in Red Dead. That seems to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sleep three days in a row, and your beard's back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't quite work like that in real life. <laughs> No, no. So I've I've been contemplating it, but I can't decide. It was a lot longer, and I had to to chop. No, no one can can see this. This is a audio medium, um, but I chopped a bit of it off because it was just getting gross. Yeah, that's it, all. You had it a lot longer at one point, didn't you? Like double yeah, that length. Like yeah. don't know about there. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I like I, I've just bought myself a new or recently bought myself a new keyboard and mouse, um, and because it's all like the 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 keys Wait, on the keyboard like. They float above. They're not like they're not like encased in a shell. And I just look down, and there's just bead hairs tangled between all the keys. I'm like, okay, I think I need to shave. Yeah, uh, I gave Siobhan my other keyboard that wasn't mechanical, and it's backlit, and it's the same. It floats up. It, it, it sort of looks like it floats above. Looking at it from an angle is great. If you look at it from straight down, it's just like beard hair, <laughs> beard hair, and skin, and cum, and all these gross things. Yeah. All right. With with that, moving right along. Um. You know. So let's uh let's start with talking about what we actually did during the week and getting some commentary. Um. So fuzzy, you had already started that. So uh, tell us what what, what you've been watching. Yeah. So speaking of gross things, um, I finished up my rewatch of all the Roger Moore movies. Um. And Jesus Christ, that guy is just a wrinkly old testicle by the end of it. Um. Yeah. He the was. Kills a great movie. Uh, it, it, it's a good bad movie, is what it is. Like, there's some. He, it's definitely not his worst movie. There are a lot worse than that. Um, but so I finished up that and left that dark, dark past of um, of James Bond behind me. Moved through the uh, the Timothy Dalton years, which I think 
is I think he's one of the best Bonds. I just really love him. He's just amazing. He's actually emotional. Um, he's not just this fucking caricature that um, you know Mike Myers can make fun of. Like because all the Mike Myers material, it's all based on Roger Moore and his bullshit. Um, if we look at Timothy Dalton, he's just amazing. He's great. And I've now moved into um, the Pierce Brosnan years. Um, and boy, do I have some thoughts on Pierce Brosnan because. The first movie's great. Well, see, you say that, but the oh. <laughs> the music and and the tone. Don't of, you dare be fucking dashing that. The, the music. Don't you dare be dashing that. In in Goldeneye, in Goldeneye is fucking <laughs> terrible. That bit where they're like having the car chase and it's like boom 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 boom. Oh, it's that slapping bass, and it just it's <laughs> yeah. just it's. Doesn't even sound that cool. Someone's doing it on a fucking Casio keyboard, and that's the tone of all of the movie. Anytime they need to like you know, put music to something, it's Casio music in the background. It's yeah. I don't know, man. Like I just I th- and I, I watched that, and then I watched Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. I don't. I don't the bad know. guy owns a newspaper company. Ooh. Look, and the thing about Tomorrow Never Dies is not so much that it's 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 pretty bad but it, it, it rips off all of the other james bond movies before it everything in that movie has been done before by a different james bond movie in a different i way. don't recall in any other james bond movie where someone gets thrown into a printing press and then you see his blood go on the newspaper i'm sure it that happens somewhere cool. else. <laughs> you just watch them <laughs> yeah i'm sure it was somewhere else i, I, I will have to remember it there's uh there was, oh no there was there was a scene in You Only Live Twice where they've got the big rolls of paper, but uh, it's very similar. Um, but yes, they just ripped off every other movie to make this movie, and it just... Uh, at least the music was better. The, the theme song's definitely better. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, Cheryl it's Crow. not. I'm, I'm, I've been golden on no, it. Yeah, uh, no, you're, you're an idiot. The theme song <laughs> for, for Tomorrow Never Dies is much better Tomorrow than Golden Never it's actually music no, that's why you don't good. like it it's actual it's, music i like i like i like uh, golden eyes lulu's ma- uh man with a golden gun Ugh, it's Lulu. jesus christ that. oh, that's a great one and aha uh-huh, aha uh-huh, say their own name in this in the song uh-huh, the living daylights <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's some terrible music, but yes, I'm I'm very excited to be into the Pierce Brosnan years. Um, yeah, I just finished off the world is not enough to this morning, um, and oh, you got to die another day next. Oh, look, I think Madonna teaching fencing. I like Die Another Day better than The yeah. World Is Not Enough. The World Is Not Enough is it, it proposes at some point that Denise Richards is a nuclear scientist. I mean, come on! I believe it. I, I, believe, I believe anything it. she sells. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Christmas only comes once a year. <laughs> Fucking get Fucking awesome. Get bent, Pierce Brosnan. I hate him as Bond. I think he is the second worst James Bond. He's the second best. He is not. He's not even close to the best. He is like it's he's the, he's the second best. He's like Roger Moore. He basically oversaw a generation of James Bond that maybe had one good film and the rest of them were just descending terribleness so you know by the end of it everyone's like get the fuck out of there go away you've almost killed bond that's what these people are so anyway where's ian when you need him i thought he was a perfectly fine bond i agree that there was only one good pierce brosnan bond 
but yeah, yeah, yeah so but he's still a good Bond in bad uh, Bond movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. hardly his fault. <laughs> yeah, well, he is going to be in the uh, upcoming Black Adam movie. Pierce Brosnan. I will just say one thing for for him as Bond. Like any time that James Bond has to do anything more than run like five meters, um, it is not Pierce Brosnan. So Pierce Brosnan did absolutely zero scenes that involved physical activity. Um, it, it's just amazing to see that you're like stunt guy, stunt guy. Oh no, he had to jump over a small crate, stunt guy. Like <laughs> that is quite, one of the things that's quite glaringly obvious, and I find absolutely ridiculous about Goldeneye in general. Mm. How Poorly, they hid. Oh, uh, <laughs> when it's not it's him, amazing. like there's clearly points where he's just like, "That's not him." The first That's scene, the him. very first scene, it's like it's him running dam. across the top of this, like you know, this dam, and it is clearly not Pierce Brosnan. It, and it, it and he was look like he had to run wearing, 100 meters. Like all he had to do was run 100 meters, and Pierce Brosnan's like, "No, I'm fucking not doing that." What the fuck? Like seriously, run a small distance. <laughs> There is there is a point where it does clearly look like it's a person wearing a Pierce Brosnan wig. Oh, they they the the Pierce Brosnan stunt double is he must have gone through so much fucking hair gel to look like Pierce Brosnan, or he's just wearing a hair helmet. It's crazy, but uh, yeah, I, I just I mean, if what is it? There's worse stunt doubles if you watch uh, to uh, Face Off when uh, the 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 boat hits the pier at the end and they both go flying through the air. The, act- the stunt doubles have different coloured hairs to the actors. So there is a blonde guy going through the air and it's just like, hang on, John Travolta and Nicolas Cage both have brown hair. <laughs> <laughs> this blonde guy flying through the air. <laughs> Bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. So, um, yes, Pierce Brosnan gets a massive negative for me for doing like absolutely none of the physical activity. Fuzzy, fuzzy, fuzzy. Fuzzy, fuzzy, fuzzy. Fuzzy, 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 fuzzy. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan's better than Daniel Craig. No. No. Yeah. No, Pierce yeah. Brosnan was was very weird tonally because he, you can't really narrow him down to one sort of type. Whereas I think, you know, if you look at Daniel Craig, he's he's got a, he's got something. He's a brooding Bond. And I like that. I, yeah, I, I don't like... I don't see Bond as a... It's a brooding guy he's not batman look pierce brosnan is he's like suave pierce brosnan is not well he's he's got a little bit of suave but he's more of that aloof bond he's like above everything else <laughs> such as things like running yeah he's just above all of that shit yeah and everything he does he has to have his tie straight and he's just aloof bond that's what i'm gonna go with <laughs> and anything else you wanted to Bring up besides Bond? No, I needed to get that off my chest. Um, (laughs) I did watch A Quiet Place Part 2 as well this week. Um, It was fine. (laughs) It was perfectly fine. If you like the first movie, um, it's, I suppose, supplemental material for the the second one. But you you can enjoy the first one without having to see this one as well. Yeah. Oh, cool. Dirty. I've just been playing video games. I've got uh, been playing some Back for Blood. Ian, uh, Ian, Tom, and I and Davo, I think, played some of that yesterday. Bit of fun. Um, I think Fuzzy has a copy as well, so we're all going to jump on and try and tee that up at some point. Um, shit. Fuck. What else? <laughs> I've missed out on my Formula One races, sadly. I played the Battlefield 2042 uh, beta. It was fun. I think that's crossplay as well, so everyone can get on board with that. I watched Squid Games. Uh, oh, I, w- 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 I was trying to watch <clears throat> said movie that we're talking about this week. I won't spoil it for you in case you haven't read the title of the episode. 
But <laughs> it took me Ben. It took me about an hour to try and set it up, and I was chatting to both Fuzzy and Tom in, in our chat, just being like, "It's not working. It's not working. I'm about to give up. It's not working. I'm getting pissed off." And while we were trying to get it to work, we were also watching the 2001 smash hit film Sigourney Weaver, Jennifer Love Hewitt, and Gene Hackman, Heartbreakers. <laughs> <laughs> you forget that you, you joke about it, but it was pretty big at the time, as I recall. It was. It was. It was massive at the time. Yeah. And I'm sitting there just going, I'm getting frustrated, getting frustrated. And we had that on in the background. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to go upstairs and watch TV. And Mom just goes, can we keep watching Heartbreak? Because this is good. <laughs> oh, wow. Did she finish it up? Did she enjoy it? I don't think so. No. I don't know. But we watched about a good half an hour of it. And I was just sitting there like, damn, this movie is just as good as I remember it. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good summary. It's fine. It's fine. It's Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, but it's Sigourney Weaver and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Ladies. Lady Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. And then they tried to make it again with Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. Uh, it did not do well. Good Lord. That's me. Tom, what about you? What have you been doing? Yeah, so watching-wise, I did start watching... Um, uh, Squid Game. Uh, so I think I'm four episodes in. I don't know how many episodes are actually. You know, I just kept go- I just kept going on to uh, work calls throughout the week, and everybody was just like, "Have you been watching Squid Game? You should watch Squid Game." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, I will, I will, I will watch Squid Game." Because I-, I think that's the first time that I've had so many different people at work telling me to watch something like that. Um, so yeah, and it's going all right so far. I don't necessarily think it's absolutely as fantastic as everybody says it is but um it's good i'm watching it i'm gonna keep watching it It, it's received a lot of um very positive reviews which is you know i don't know (laughs) i'm i'm suspect on it as to whether or not i'll enjoy it but i'll I'll catch it at some stage i do think it's worth a watch um otherwise than that and the the reason why i was also off last week or was i off the last two weeks I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not the last two, two weeks. Time just blurs when you're not here, Tom. <laughs> oh, no, because we were both off two, the two weeks beforehand. That is correct. Uh, uh, yeah, so I got my puppy. Little uh, whippet. And I don't think I've talked about him on the show yet. Um, <laughs> Anytime I see now, going to whip it out? <laughs> me boy. Me boy. <laughs> me boy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so he is now 10 weeks old. Uh, it's very amusing whenever I'm sitting in this room and Siobhan's out there because it's literally just a combination of, Ow! Stop it! This is my house! <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, uh, yeah, he's um, he does a number with his bites. If he gets here, Jesus Christ. Yeah, little sharp I, puppy teeth. Ooh. Well... Compared to my pre, uh, the previous puppy that I was around, which was a um, Saint Breeders uh, Duties one, um, miniature Schnauzer, uh, her teeth were needles, but I don't recall her breaking skin to the same extent as this guy. Oh, ouch! <laughs> There's been times when I walked it, it walked in from outside, um, and there was a bit of there was a tiny bit of blood on the dog's ear, and Ugh. Siobhan's like, oh, what, what happened? What did you do to him? And he's like, nothing, he did it to me! <laughs> <laughs> yes, so he's he's fun. Um, we 
uh, slowly learning because we we watched a copious amount of uh, dog training videos previously. And the friendly canine channel. We, we got this. We got this. this. This doesn't seem that hard. And then you come home with them, and within a couple of days, you go, "Ah, oh, fuck! This is a lot more work than I anticipated." <laughs> <laughs> the puppy proofing and the cleaning up of poops and the the. You have training. bought an active breed as well, Tom. Hmm? You have bought an active breed. Yeah, well, so it'll be good when we can actually take him for walks and get him out. Um, and he's going to force me to actually run. Because um, the intent is... Uh, so the the vet actually said because he's a whippet um, and it's important for him to socialise early because the breed is known as being quite ner- nervous mm. uh, that we can get the second um, vaccine earlier than we normally would. Um, so he'll have his second vaccine at 11 weeks. Um, and I think a lot of dogs get him at about um, 14, 15 weeks, mm. uh, which means next Monday he will be fully vaccinated and able to go out on walks. Yes. Uh, which is good. No parvo for actually. that dog. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, the exactly. doggy COVID. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's well. originally his original date would have meant that he was double vaxxed and I was double vaxxed at the same time. So Parks would have been fantastic. But uh, no, he's a little bit earlier now. There's a really good puppy park that we, we've taken Walter to once that's just fucking dope because it's all closed off and they have a small dog section and a big dog section. So, like, they have, like, Labradors and German Shepherds and shit on one side of a fence and then smaller dogs on the other side of the fence. And it's like, well, if you want, you can put your small dog in the big dog fence in the big dog area. And Walter was just like, I want to play with the big guys. These small guys are fucking pissing me off. <laughs> Get in with the big boys. Yeah. Yes. All he wants to do is chase the big dogs. That has been me. Uh, right, uh, news. Well, we've right. been talking about what we do. We haven't even spoken about news yet, and you're 20 minutes in. All right, so I uh, hope you all have enjoyed what, we, what we've been doing. You know what? That's what are what you you've doing? been doing. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, let us know what you've been doing. Put it in the uh, Check and Not Nerd community. Uh, please keep it pop culture related. Um, actually, you know, if, if you've made a nice stew, I'd like to hear it. Yeah, I'd, li- <laughs> I'd actually like some good recipes in the, uh, the Shake and Not Nerd listener community. Oh, man. Yeah, fuck yeah. If you have some good recipes, put them in there and maybe we can And Tom will never we, make them. <laughs> no, we can do a cooking special. We can all try and make it. <laughs> I can tell you about my lasagna that I've been making for the past two days. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm finishing Who it up today. Who takes two days to make lasagna? I'm going to say lasagna is very involved. I <laughs> Mate, two I, days! I just chuck it in cooked, the oven! I slow-cooked the meat and it's just all this big stew of deliciousness. It is so good. I can't wait to try that. Yeah, you can't just throw these things in the fucking oven, dirty. Fuck you. Come on. <laughs> yes, you can. You go down to your local cafe and if they have... Made lasagnas, you buy one, you put it in the oven, I'm, I'm and you I, come I, back 40 minutes I've later. I've never had, a, like, honestly, my favourite lasagnas that I've always had have been homemade ones. I don't think I've ever had a cafe, restaurant, pre-bought one. Oh, you can come around to my to place for dinner, one. I'll make you a lasagna. <laughs> he well, will, no, 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 he will reheat <laughs> you a lasagna, is what he's saying. <laughs> uh, it's fine, it's fine, it tastes great. Fine. Uh, making lasagna is fun. It is. It's a long. It's a long process, but it's worth. I can it. make a healthy lasagna in like half an hour. It's a Michelle Bridges one, so it has absolutely no flavour. 
Good Lord. I'm not going to Michelle Bridges for cooking advice. Thank you very much. If if your chef is not round and fat, you should not be listening to them. I'm just going to say, never trust a skinny chef. No, you're going for the the, the Huey uh, cooking. Never never trust a skinny chef. Absolutely. Never trust a skinny chef. Never trust a guy who shops at Bilo. (laughs) (laughs) But you can buy it for less. (laughs) All right, let's get into... To some news, because uh, now I'm hungry. Um, so I'm I want to finish this up so I can have my lunch. Uh, all right, so news, news, news. So we have Fastest some, time, we're hungry. <laughs> some trailers. Yeah, I'm trying to think what we're We had some about. trailers this week. It was great. Um, and the movie's fun. See <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so let's go. First, uh, first of the trailers, let's talk about uh, the Resident Evil one uh, that came through. Yeah. Yep. Look, it, uh, it's, it's merging both uh, Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2, the games, into one movie. Um, it has Alicia Vikander, who we all know from the hit movie Pirates of the Caribbean 5, can't remember the subtitle, as well as the hit alligator movie Crawl. I can never tell the difference between her and the girl who played Effie in Skins. I never know it's which the one it is. same person. Who's Alicia Vikander? At least she wasn't in that, was she? Hang on, wait. No, it's it's not Alicia Vikander. I was going to say. <laughs> the girl from Arrow and the girl from Skins are two different girls, and they look the same. Alicia Vikander isn't in Arrow. Hmm? Alicia Vikander also isn't in Arrow. <laughs> Who's the person I'm talking about? I have no idea who you guys are thinking of. It's Who the fuck is Alicia yet? Vikander? Alicia Vikander is married to... She, she, she was, was Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Yeah. Yeah, she, she's married to um, uh, Magneto. Michael Fassbender. I didn't know the name that you. Kaya Skoladari. No, I, I knew she wasn't. I, I just went, I just thought you knew the name of the other person. I didn't know their name, so I just went, "Yes, yeah, that person." Oh, news is off right. to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> it's also I got um, uh, the, the, the Stephen Amell's cousin Robbie Amell, who's just who's just a pretty looking bloke who can't act for shit. I love how his name's a Mel, but Amell, Amell. It's like also have Amell Night. Robbie Amell <laughs> <laughs> yeah. loosens the pooper. Chaos, Chaos, Goldaria, Robbie Amell. Hannah John Kamen, Neil Mc, McDonough, Mc, McDonough? McDonough, yeah, yes, McDonough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, in, uh, he's in the Sonic movie. He is in Arrow. He is in a couple of things. We have Donald Lou. Donald Luge? Lugie? <laughs> L-O-G-U-E. You, you guys Logie. know who he is when you... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> he's been in Blade. He's been in The Patriot. He was in Just Like Heaven. They're the f- three, four movies that come up in his... Tom Hopper's oh, in there as well. It? He's been in a few things. So he was in that. What's he been in? Yeah, he was in that uh, Umbrella Academy as the guy with the big, you know, hunchback. Um, Did not watch Umbrella. He was in Merlin. He was in uh, Game apparently. of Thrones as well um, as uh, as Dickon Tully. Nah. Great name. <laughs> no, yeah, nothing's coming up. He's playing Albert Wesker. Sure. <laughs> Uh, but basically, this is a whole bunch of D-grade celebrities in this movie, and as you guessed, that this film looks fucking D-grade. It, it's the the CGI in the trailer looks bad, and when the CGI in your trailer, which is supposed to be the thing that gets you most excited about the film, looks bad, you can bet your ass it's going to look even worse when it comes out. 
Well, that's the interesting thing, right? Well, I saw the trailer like when it dropped. I was like, oh, this this looks bad. This looks very, very bad. I think Australia got the US trailer and that literally just changes the, like, the warnings and all that sort of stuff at the start for Australian audiences. But it's the US trailer. But if you watch the international trailer, it looks so much better. Mm. Like the flow and layout of the international trailer is much better than the US one. Okay. okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. It just it just doesn't it doesn't look like the kind of movie that's going to be any good. Like it's set in 1998, and it looks like they used like graphics from 1998. Well, it's yeah, the, the main girl just looked like the entire trailer just had a shocked face on, like the same expression throughout the entire trailer. Mm. So, oh, this is encouraging, and it is. It's Effie from Skins. Yeah, there you go. She's I also confuse her. I confuse. That actress with the one who plays Green Arrow's um, sister. Sister. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I can't remember her name. No she one can. That's the, that's the magic of Green Arrow. Or yeah. Arrow. Or whatever uh, the fuck it's called. <laughs> yeah, Neil McDonald is also in Minority Report, Captain America, The First Avenger, the movie Timeline. Don't know what that is. Boomtown. Uh, he's in Arrow. He's in The Flash. He's in American Horror Story. He's in... There's a Van Helsing TV series? What do you know? Uh, he's in lots of things. He's in yeah, Sonic. Female I'm Van Helsing, I think. I'm fairly sure he was the bad guy in the Rocks movie Walk Hard. He I'm might have been. fairly sure. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's, he's fairly well known. Yeah, was it Walk Hard where the Rock carried a 2x4 with him and he turned it into a baseball bat and he controlled the town with it and he was like the sheriff of a town? Was that Walk Hard? Walking Tall. <laughs> What card was the Dewey Cox story? (laughs) (laughs) You don't want no part of this, Dewey. Welcome to Shaking Not Nerd, where we think this person may have been in this thing one time. Walking tall. That was it. It was it was the Rock who uh, who saved a town, and uh, it was it was. uh, He comes back to his hometown, like, and it's all taken over by drug lords, and then he goes all ape shit on people with with the two by four, with a two by four, and he turns it into a baseball bat. Yes. Oh God, I remember this movie. Does he actually fashion it into a baseball bat? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's a two by four. He pulls out of the back of his truck, and he and then from there he starts turning it into a baseball bat. It is. Um, but uh, are you saying turn it, so he actually turns it into a baseball bat, or are you just saying he hits people with a two by four? No, he turns it into a baseball bat. Okay. Okay. He whittles it into a baseball bat. <laughs> he whittles it. <laughs> <laughs> It was one of Kobe Smolder's uh, first films, I think. <laughs> they say he carved it into a baseball bat. Out of a bigger, from a bigger <laughs> baseball bat. <laughs> um, it's just, one of Kobe Smolder's first films. favourite scene, the whittly one. <laughs> the whittly one. <laughs> it's eight hours of whittling. Oh, Get my whittling now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So, yes, no one's excited <laughs> about Resident Evil, the movie. <laughs> I, we should do an episode on Walking Tall. Or Walk, walk Hard. Hard. Yeah. yeah, Walk Hard's actually a really good movie. <laughs> we should do a month um, of walking movies. <laughs> walk the line, Walk Hard. <laughs> walking Tall. Walking Tall. I'm um, curious if there's something. films about Whitney. <laughs> and, and then we'll just summarise the Lord of the Rings in one show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the king of the uh, walking the direct- movies. <clears throat> Alright, so the director for the Resident Evil movie, right? The one that's coming out. Not Paul, WS- Paul Anderson's one, but the one that's coming out this year. Is directed by Johannes Roberts. Anyone know? Would like to know what he's directed? The Muppets. No, he directed the hit film Forty Seven Meters Down. Ooh, and the sequel Forty Seven Meters Down Uncaged. Ooh, (laughs) 
Interesting. Yep. Yeah. 47 Meters Down Uncaged is one of the worst films I have ever seen in my entire life. Wow. Period. I watched that with a friend of our, uh, with with friends of ours who love shitty horror movies, and they walked out of that just saying, "We just wasted money, time that we'll never get back." Interesting. Yeah, there's there's a lot of those films that we've watched, dude. You seem to have watched a lot of them lately as well. <laughs> oh, this, by far that is it is the worst. I I want to get you guys to watch it so then you can experience my pain. No, it right, is here we that go. bad. Here we go, guys. Oh yeah. Sorted by most popular, most popular movies and TV shows tagged with, with the word whittling. Uh, <laughs> oh, brother, we're out there. Okay, yeah, 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 fair enough. Bicentennial Man. Bicentennial, oh, Jesus Christ, you want to kill yourself after you watch that movie? That's so sad. <laughs> it was sad. What's next? What other little uh, movies are there? Huh? What other oh, whittling movies? You want me to hear you out? Yeah. There's a, there's a fool. I'm just amazed There's by only how much two. There's this. only two uh, movies ever existed. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Okay. Fuzzy, you're a man of culture. What's that? It's a, it's an old cowboy movie. It's pretty cool. Uh, Spaghetti Western. Uh, of course, uh, starring Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton. That sounds grand. It's not. Siobhan, <laughs> no. No, Siobhan, we're not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> And the list goes on. <laughs> and uh, others. <laughs> and, and others. others. Uh, so, what else do we have this week? We had another trailer, uh, did we not? Uh, I, I, not? I, I just have one question with the Resident Evil trailer, right? Uh, and this is, this is the last time I'm going to talk about Resident Evil. But the trailer... <laughs> Ever? The, gra- the, the, the graphics or the special effects, whatever you want to call it. M- meh. But who thought of having what's going on? As the song for the trailer. Yeah. Because you're sitting there seeing people getting eaten and zombies and you're just sitting there wanting to go, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay I'm with like, it. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, who was it that's that's made this theory? I think it might have been one of the listeners, Kermit or uh, somebody else, uh, who basically said anytime they have like a really, like a, an old school song that's been redubbed into, you know, a newer version, you know it's going to be shit. And they were right. They were right. Every time yeah, I hear a song, yeah. it's like... You I know, think it was Kermit, yeah. Yep. An old school song that's been redone again, and it just it sounds like shit. It's, that's it. They butchered the Four Nine Blondes. It was terrible. I went back and listened to the original after immediately after watching this trailer and went, this song is so good. Why would you fuck it up? And they, they, they did, so... Oh, well. That they did. They did. Let's move on to another trailer, because I'm really angry about this one, actually. Yep. <laughs> What else we got, Tom? I am flicking through the community to remind myself what the other one was. What was the other one? What do you all remember? <laughs> um, go. There was another trailer for Halloween Kills. Don't care for that movie. No. Probably going to watch it just for the laughs. Um, I, yeah, I, I I don't get it. I, I got into a, not into an argument, but I got into a heated conversation with someone in regards to about how Halloween is Halloween and Evil Dead are like one of the best horror Halloween movies period and I'm like wrong wrong <laughs> I, I, I like Halloween for for the original film but everything past the original film is fucking awful and Evil Dead is just overrated hmm yeah I, I, I mean I like Evil Dead so I think that's you know 
It's very you kitschy. Made me, you filmed me as I watched that film. <laughs> it's very kitschy. I think I like the universe that it's that it's set in, but yeah, there's it still has issues with it. And if you don't, if you're not on board from the beginning, you're, you're definitely not on board for the entire universe. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Tom, the other one you were looking for as far as trailers were concerned, uh, House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones uh, prequel. That is the one. Therapy dragons, yar. Uh, Trailer didn't really show that much. Um, Well, not really. It just showed showed a lot of blonde people. Yeah, pretty much. Just a lot of blonde people. Uh, And the the throne with more swords around it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think that... Matt Smith suits the look of a Targaryen. Creepy you mean blonde the blue monster. <laughs> I like Matt Smith. I think Matt Smith's actually a good actor. So, um, keen to see him in that role. I um, I don't know if I've seen him in in, in anything. I've never watched, obviously, Doctor Who. Obviously, you know, that's that's a very you know, niche watch. I, I I think it was in like Terminator. Was it was it Salvation? No, it wasn't. It was the other one. It was um, the one with ah uh, Genesis. Genesis. That's the right. That's right. He's at the very start of it, and then that's it. Yeah, he looked cool as a Terminator. Give me some of that. But um, he was rumored to be in Star Wars Episode Nine as like a young Palpatine. I have no idea what happened mm. with that movie or that uh, Matt Smith. But yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, but um, yeah, look, uh, I liked Game of Thrones. I you know was. Not as you know, outraged by the ending as some people were, but you know, I'm—I don't know if I'm keen to see any more of the the Game of Thrones universe. I don't really particularly I think it's care. Done. <laughs> yeah, I I, I kind of think it's done. It's it's had its dash. It fumbled at the the finish line. Yeah, and people just want to sort of. I think you need you definitely need more of like. Was it been like maybe three years or something like that since the the ending of Game of Thrones? Yeah, where like. Dexter has been like what nearly ten years, so it's like you need to have a bit of a fucking breather. Because if anyone's watched the last couple of seasons of Dexter, holy shit, they're bad. But yeah, you, the time yeah. and space away from it, you go, okay, you're right. I need to go back to it. I'm happy to to see what happened to mm. Dexter afterwards. So yeah, maybe if it gave it another couple of years, I might be interested in in going back to the you know the world of uh, well, it's not Westeros, it's the other places, isn't it? Oh, no, it is to Westeros. No, it'll be Westeros. That's yeah. when the Targaryens first... Um, Northeros. Jesus first Christ. Invade, I think. <laughs> Tell um, me you haven't yeah, seen the- Game of Thrones without saying you haven't seen Game of Thrones. <laughs> Northeros. <laughs> um, I'm, just, I'm just keen to get, um, hopefully, some decent high fantasy um, television back. The only, I think the, um, only, the only thing that they're going to compete with is this is going this is going to be a direct head-to-head with wheel of time yes and <laughs> the lord of the rings amazon tv series well wow. so we're getting a lot of high fantasy in a very short amount of time which we don't normally have there's normally one big mm. high fantasy thing that's happening mm. yeah um, obviously because it's expensive to do high fantasy yeah um well, so i'll be it's well, we're going to get uh, wheel of time at the end of this year so and i think um is, is lord of the rings next year uh, it might be. It's it's a while off anyway, so it's still far off. But I think yeah, Wheel of Time is going to be the next big one that kicks through. Massive, massive book series, which is finished, unlike Game of Thrones. So you know, we at least have a story that they can follow through. But they'll have years of content for that if it kicks off and does well. Um, 
from what we've seen in the trailers so far, I'm I'm reasonably excited, um, but it'll come down to how well they do the monsters and the magic. But uh, is it being done by the um, the same directors from the original Game of Thrones? Because didn't they fuck up the last season because they were going to go do Star Wars and then they got pulled from Star Wars? I'm not sure who's doing Wheel of Time, I, I, uh, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it's it will be. It, they've got a lot of really good material. So if it is the guys that did Game of Thrones, then they don't have much to go. Like, they fucked up all the stuff that they where they had to create their own material. This they won't have to bother with that. It's all right there for them. So yeah, I'm very excited for it. I was thinking the other day. It was uh, this week. Um, the, the Countdown Podcast, Paul and Wayne, were doing top three medieval movies. And it was like, you know, you know provide your, your, your suggestions or whatever. And I'm like, I can only think of Lord of the Rings as a good one. Like, everything else that comes to mind, I'm just like, nah. Mm. Does it also count as a medieval movie? Lord of the Rings, yeah. Does it? I, would, I wouldn't count it. Oh, medieval. fantasy medieval, yeah. Well, it's not, but it's and not, they put a Lord medieval, of the Rings gif say, in, the, in the... So I, I counted it. Because in my opinion, a medieval film, medieval film would be based in... The real medieval world. lands something like Braveheart maybe yeah yeah see that, uh, that hang on let me let me find the tweet I found it uh, uh, fan, uh, fantasy films I'm sorry not medieval fantasy films well yeah see different yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very best fantasy films I couldn't think of anything besides Lord of the Rings I'm just sitting there going yeah and I don't want to say Lord of the Rings 1, 2 and 3 because it's, it's a set Star Wars, Star Wars is technically a fantasy film in my opinion well, it's a space western. It's a, sp- it's a space opera. Yeah, it's still a fantasy film. Yeah, yeah I I'd say it's. I would say it's actually closer to a fantasy. I think we've discussed this before, but I'd say it's closer to a fantasy film than it is to a sci-fi, because yeah. there's no science behind it. <laughs> it's magic. Space wizards. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, you got a point. Yeah, it's, all, it's, it's, it's magic a space rocks. Fa- it's a space fantasy. I would suggest like things like um, Willow is a really a good fantasy film. Um, Krull. I is a fucking amazing fantasy film. Like there was a bunch of time in the like the eighties. Or oh, Legend was another good one. Yeah, Lady Hawk. There's a bunch of really cool movies like from like the the eighties and nineties where mm. fantasy was a a really good way of es- like yeah a good escapism and a good plot point for movies. So I, I think there's a bunch of really cool ones that they they could have used in there. And an even big one. Harry Potter's a fantasy film. Yeah, it's another big one. Magic and wizards yeah. and shit. Yeah. I guess. Well, it's, it depends on what you're classifying it. High, high fantasy and low fantasy. So if it's grounded in real world and stuff like Harry Potter, that's classified as low fantasy. Stuff like Lord of the Rings is classified as high fantasy because yes. it's like completely out of the world. It's got I dragons for Lord of the Rings to be a lot better than Harry Potter. Oh, <laughs> uh, good. All right, so that's that trailer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think there was any other trailers that we were looking at discussing uh can quickly rattle off some of the stuff that i have open in this tab here go for it uh killian murphy confirmed to star as j robert oppenheimer uh in christopher nolan's next film okay it's gonna blow some shit up yeah spoilers for the end of that film (laughs) something's gonna explode Because that, that'll be because Killian Murphy's in a fair amount of Nolan's films, but I think this is the first one that he's actually. He is his Helena Bottom Carter. To you know, yeah, yeah, he's, he's the muse for Christopher Nolan. He's just in everything mm. he does. Because he was in, um, he was in the Batman films. He was in uh, Inception. He was in Dunkirk. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Duty's favorite movie. 
Uh, they've um, all just escaped my mind. I want to talk about fantasy. Watch Dunkirk and how, how long that plane stays in there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Fucking fantasy. Uh, I was about to say, that's probably the first one that Killian Murphy's actually leading. But then again, it says to star as. Doesn't mean he's the main character. So I guess we'll see where he goes with that. Yep. Um, what else have we got as a scroll? Uh... Not a hell of a lot. Um, uh, there was actually a new film called um, Cyrano, which is Peter Dinklage um, in like a romance film. Oh, you mean set- Cyrano, as in Cyrano de Bergerac? Yeah. I'll allow it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Watch the t- I did watch the trailer for that. Uh, not for me. Not Probably not for this show. Uh, it's a musical drama film. Of course it's not going to be for you. <laughs> <laughs> we saw Emma. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, apparently, there's a uh, uh, Pinhead reboot movie in the works. Uh, oh, Hellraiser movie, sorry, in the works. They're talking a lady the, Pinhead, yeah? That has the uh, L word actress Jamie Clayton starring as Pinhead. Mm. So, we're going to have a female Pinhead. Okay. I'm, I'm damn for more Hellraiser because if Hellraiser's done right, it's a really fucking good series. Hellraiser hasn't been done right though since probably the first film you've really been throttling to do a Hellraiser film Hellraiser's fun man because it 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 blew my mind because it's not a like there's a killer in the in the in the camp and he's going around killing people like it's a it's a different kind of horror movie yeah okay I think I only I only watched the first one for the first time like two years ago and I'm just like oh they're gimps Got it. <laughs> Wake up, Demon Pinhead. Gimps. Pinhead sleeping. <laughs> uh, and you know what? Unless there's anything else that's uh, burning that you guys want to mention, I think that's a that's uh, that's a fair place to leave the news for now. Say the thing. Say the thing. Ah, news complete. Yay! Did it? Yay! It's been so long. I can play. <laughs> I completely forgot that even was a thing. I was like, yeah. what thing are you talking about? Uh, and of course, Duty, we do have a sponsor. We do. Who are they, Tom? What do they do? Uh, I think you'll find that's your job. <laughs> uh, of course, we are sponsored by Incognito Comics, your leading shop for all things comic and books. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say comic collectibles, but I was like, no, comic and books, that'll work. Um, yeah, so of course, Incognito Comics, they are available uh, if you do live in Melbourne and within the 15 kilometer radius of their store. You can do click and collect for orders, but as well as there are orders, uh, you, well, you can go onto their website, incognitocomics.com.au. You've heard the show before, you know what they do. Uh, this week, I picked up uh, what are known as absolute editions. They're like big, fucking fat coffee table library editions of books um that dc do for for special books and i picked up batman superman uh tray uh absolute batman superman number one and number two i haven't read them but they look fucking cool as here's the art cover for the lads Ooh. it looks pretty cool it's big and fat and you guys can't see it because you're on a podcast and you can only hear my voice and maybe some plastic spinning but um yeah i've got i've gotten into this obsession now of like you know those must-read books, like, they do them for Hellboy and stuff like that, but they, they make them in these really nice Art Deco-style stylings rather than just, like, a traditional trade. So, um, yeah, very excited for that. It looks like Marvel might 
potentially be doing that at some point in the future as well. Um, of course, everything that's popular at the moment in regards to Incognito Comics is Invincible. Invincible's coming in, and it's flying out of the shelves. Um, just like the character Invincible. I assume he flies. Um, as well <laughs> as the boys. They've sold out of like eight complete runs of the boys. The boys comes in, yeah, gets sold out immediately. Um, as well as... Oh, I'm picking it up, so don't you dare pick it up. But um, it's they do these absolute versions of Preacher at... The, the book and of course I love the TV show but they do them as Bibles so they're big leather bound Bibles with gold pages in them and stuff like that and it's the book so I'm like oh fuck yeah I'm gonna have these big fucking fat leather bound Bibles <laughs> uh, you can find all of these books and more at incognitocomics.com.au as well as the current alien run by Marvel Comics which actually is pretty good mm-hmm. pretty good it doesn't sure. completely ruin the, the franchise like Alien 3 and Resurrection did <laughs> Noted. Yeah, go check mm. him out. All right, now on to the main event. Candyman. 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 Don't say it again. Candyman. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I, the entire film, I could not stop thinking of that South Park episode. <laughs> Biggie smiles. Biggie smiles. Biggie smiles. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you see someone in a mirror, I just think of butters going, Biggie smiles. <laughs> Now, just to clarify, this is the 2021 release of, of Candyman, um, and not the original, was it 92, I think it was? 92, yeah. the year of our Lord. Yes, 1992 release. Um, so, yes, if you are if you wanted the classic Candyman, um, yeah, no, no, this is, no, this is not it. No. Fuzzy, what's the Candyman? <laughs> what, what is Candyman? Um, well, as, as you may have like know of the Candyman story um he is a uh, a specter of the from the past who comes back um to kill people if you say his name into the mirror five times and this is um I don't know, it's it's kind of weird because this this film really dives into that sort of urban myth of uh of the theme of Candyman, and that seems to have been something that's been throughout his you know the, the Candyman series is they very much go okay what's the myth and it's like you're retreading the same old pathways of understanding who this person is or what they're all about um but it really creates this I suppose this legacy around it and it acknowledges all the past films and says, okay, these past films existed. Each Candyman is different rather than having just one person um, who, who plays them all the time. Um, and they even had some of the original um, actors come back for, uh, for this film as well. Um, so Virginia Madsen uh, came back. She was Helen Lyle in the original film. Um, so she came back and did some of the, uh, the voice acting in this and they tell the story of her um, in in this as well so i think they they played uh, they they paid really nice homage to uh what's happened in the past and uh acknowledge that hey this may be a series that just keeps on going please not no. <laughs> now duty really didn't like this film i thought it was it, it was bad without being terrible tom how did you feel about it <laughs> i thought it was okay mm. um I thought it was from the first half. I went okay. They could go or do something cool that I didn't. I didn't mind the first half, and I think um, that was fine. And then sort of it just fell into this predictability oh, yeah. spiral of and just sort of 
started to not make a whole heap of sense. Yeah. Oh, look, there's, there's a bunch of stuff that didn't make sense in this film. <laughs> that That is totally fine. <laughs> yeah, but like there was a whole mythos underlying story to it, which... Uh, I don't know. By the way, this is a fuck. This is a horror film, so I'm just going to say, hey, listener, beware. Fuck it. We're just going to spoil this from the <laughs> from the start yeah. out. <clears throat> now, I also want to talk about this film in comparison to another film that came out recently. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It was on Netflix a couple of years ago called Velvet Buzzsaw. Um, we've heard no. of it, didn't see it. Which was uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal um, and a couple of other actors in there, um, and they. Velvet Buzzsaw was very much this this whole um, it was art coming to life to kill people. Um, so it, it was just this weird world that that people were in, and you know they would interact with art you know, installations in different ways, and they they would get murdered by them. And paintings were coming to life, and all the rest of it. And in this film, there's very much it follows this this particular artist and his path to discovering Candyman and how his uh, his art basically well, it doesn't kill people, but it is very much a, a gateway into that universe. So it's it's very similar in in style to um, to the movie of Velvet Buzzsaw, and probably ends up being around about the same kind of rating. So if you enjoyed Velvet Buzzsaw, I think you will enjoy this as well. Okay, that's yeah, like. Serious question, just out of the bat, uh, straight off the bat. Yeah, I don't understand, and I feel like I want to understand. <laughs> Who does Candyman kill? Is it just anyone? Yep, yep. It doesn't have to have a reason. You just have to say his name. So, but then sometimes he seems to just kill people who saw him by chance. Yeah, and then yeah. leaves other people alive. Yeah, this this I- movie. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't quite... I don't quite get it because there is there is a couple of scenes where, you know, only one person is looking into a mirror saying Candyman and then there's another person in the room that also gets murdered at the same time, but they didn't say it. So are they having to look in the... But then later on, there's a bunch of people that say it in the same room yeah. and there's another person in that same room at the same time but doesn't say it or look in the mirror and is alive. So it's just... Yeah, there's very bizarre rules around how that works. Because they... And the thing that I don't is that I don't get is because they seem to make out in this film that it's about keeping the Candyman going mm. and making sure that he is uh, fulfilling his mission um, and that isn't forgotten. And that seems to be a theme of it. But senseless killing of anybody is 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 that what the mission to keep alive is? <laughs> What's it? What is Candyman's mission? Yeah. Well, because yeah. they make they make it out that it's like a it's a social justice thing. Yeah. Um, and it's fighting against the corruption and awful things that happened, but literally in the film kills a eight year old girl. Yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't. It, there, there's no real sense to it. Like I get what you're saying. Yeah, definitely big themes of social justice, and they really highlight, you know, how originally the you know the original Candymans were people that were murdered in very brutal ways. Um, but you know, it, it, it doesn't doesn't seem to connect to who this person is. Like, you know, are they? You know, why are they doing this? What's their motivation? Just because they said these words, it just doesn't make sense. You're right. It just it, it 
crosses yeah. into weird categories there. Well, because there's a character who's like, no, he must remain. He must not be forgotten. And it's just like, why? So that when people say his name five times in a mirror, they die? Is that is, is that your end game here? Is yeah. that all you want? And there's, yeah, there's a weird vibe of, like, cult of Candyman at the end of this film as well, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'm going to spoil some stuff in here because it just really bothers me. It's okay at the start. This artist who we're following through this this particular journey gets stung by a bee, and <laughs> and as soon as that happened, I'm like, this better but not be a fucking Spiderman situation where like you know, <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out it was. It turns out it was. So if you get stung by a bee, you get turned into Candyman, and it just uh, it irritated me because like yeah, he gets stung by a bee, and then immediately he's got a little welt on his hand. Yep, totally fine. And then, like, the next day, there's quite a big sore, like an abscess on his hand. So, at that particular point, if I'd been stung by a bee and it got to... Go a, to the doctor. You go straight to the doctor. He waits. Thank you. He waits until his whole arm looks like it's about to rot off his body. Oh, no, actually, he pulls off the end of his finger, doesn't he? Yeah, he fucking... Oh, he's, 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 he's fucking... He's doing the fly. He's yeah, the fly. Yeah. <laughs> So he pulls off the end of his finger and like, he, and then he goes to the hospital and they're like, well, glad we caught it in time. What the fuck are you talking about? Caught it in his time. His finger f- nail fell off. It's How'd all, you catch that in time? It's all up on his neck and his face and all the rest of it. And then like, yeah. it seems to spread at this really alarming, alarmingly different rates. Goes very slow at the start. And then by the end, like, you know, he goes to the hospital, goes to talk to his mum and then goes to the church at the end. And then by that stage... His whole fucking body looks like honeycomb. Um, one of his eyes has gone all blurry. Um, great scene, but I kind of liked that part. That was kind of cool. The guy chops off his arm and shoves the hook in there. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, something needed to happen in this film because I finished watching this movie this morning because I couldn't finish it. In- I couldn't finish this movie in one sitting. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, I'm bored to the point. I was like, skip 30 seconds. Skip the walking, walking, walking. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> there, there was a lot in, in a movie that was an hour and a half long. There was a lot of downtime. <laughs> there was lots of like I skipped through. The, I just went bip, 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 skipping through every like ten second, fifteen second intervals. I'm like, nothing's happening. I'm bored. I will just say that. Give me some. It's a horror movie. Give me some blood. I, I will. I look. I'm, I'm going to say that it was a beautifully shot film. Like it looked. It was pretty good. The start of the yeah. film was really cool when they had like the upside down sort of back to front skyline, and there's sort of like there were lots of themes about mirrors and all the rest of it. And I thought that was beautifully done. Like it looked really good. Cinematography top notch. Um, but I think uh, some of the kills also looked quite good. There were some gruesome kills. Um, lots of blood in here, which was fun. Probably not enough of that going on, um, but I think there was. Yeah, when they did have it on screen, it was it looked good. I thought. My my biggest issue is the story, really. Yeah, and I think that there's no de- deny in my opinion that it looks great. Looks great. Cinematography, yeah, fantastic. Story, not so much. <laughs> um, and some really choice dialogue. Yeah, um, the script writing was a bit uh, meh. Yeah, um, like the the scene, like the first kill, the first proper kill, and it felt like it came from dialogue from a B grade horror. Is it film. the the one in the art the art studio? Yeah, yeah, where he talks about wanting to uh, necrophilia. 
Oh um, yeah, it's terrible. Like he's he's saying to this girl, "Oh, look, you know, I don't want you to see Candyman until I've had a chance to fuck you." And like it's and it's, it's it's literally written like they've done a first take and they've gone, "Yep, that's fine." I've, I've it's made, porn script. Yeah, and it the, really is. <laughs> and the fact that with she gusto attached like the fucking belt thing to him. And at the start, I'm just like, I mean, I mean, you do you. If, I'm, I'm sure maybe that's a thing that people do, but it just seems like a really odd <laughs> if thing. I, if I was a single man, right? And this is where I'd love Ian's input. If I was a single man and some girl fucking carabiner hooked themselves onto my pants, I'd be saying, get the fuck away from me. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, you would. You totally would. If you were a single man. Yeah, and some woman had a fucking she she kept, like someone who you were who you were clearly seeing. <laughs> okay, why anyway, is she so. wearing a harness in the first place? Is my question. Is she going <laughs> rock climbing? Like what? Are, yeah, it just she, installations on the ceiling, fuzzy. <laughs> it's an art gallery. Jesus, none of, none of the the dialogue leading up to that kill made any sense. But then, like you know, they're they're making out, and she said Candyman, and then all of a sudden you see um, the Candyman in the mirror. And he slices her throat, and that I thought was like the the cut throat was pretty good. And then the guy tries to run away. The guy, by the way, who has not said the words Candyman, um, he has yep. only been present in the room when that happens. Walks away, and then he gets like hooked through his ankle, which I thought was pretty cool. So there was this yeah. there's this very yeah, sort of Freddy Krueger type vibe to it, where it's happening in a dream world kind of thing. Uh. So, but it's like this mirror Candyman dimension. Which is which was kind of fun, so yeah, I, I thought I that was, it, was was quite fun how they did that. I reckon it would have been better had they left him alive, and that was the thing that he had to fucking deal with that shit. Mm. But I'm like, and if you want, and if you want your name to continue on, keep the Candyman legend going. Leave the person alive; they'll tell others. <laughs> yeah, kind of exactly right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just. Uh, to speak to the theme of this film, I thought it would have been more interesting if they'd had some sort of cult that was trying to resurrect Candyman. It, it feels like that that's kind of what they were suggesting was going to happen, but there was no real nefarious purposes or anything at that point. So it just, yeah, it felt very listless, if you know what I mean. It just, it was a story adrift at sea looking for a place to land and they really never landed on anything. So here's another question that I got from the story. Yeah. And... Hopefully one of you can answer it for me because I'm very confused. Um, putting a baby into a fire. Yes. How does that bring Candyman back originally? No, that's oh, what that's they were trying the, to... from the first film. Uh, they're trying to, mm. like, kill Candyman at that, that point, so... No, 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 but they say, his, his mother says that he was trying to bring he the the woman was trying to save him yeah mm. but he was trying to bring uh, the candy man was trying to take him yeah and it sounded like they were saying they wanted he wanted to take him into the fire i think candy man wanted to possess him is the yeah so yeah that's it's this it's like the end of the first movie from 92 because this movie basically does the same thing that halloween does it dis- it disregards the previous sequels and starts here yeah sort of thing okay all right because it seemed like it would at least I read it, interpreted it as not knowing the other film that they were he wanted to burn the baby for some reason, um, but okay, yeah, 
Yeah, no, Who that, knows why madmen do what they do? I, I, I hear what you're saying, Tom. I think it was a little bit unclear. Like, they had a very simple plot to follow, and they couldn't really keep to that plot. They kind of jumped around all over the place a little bit, and they introduced characters really late into the film. And it just it, it seemed both slow and rushed at the same time. <laughs> parts of it just dragged, and other parts went really, really quick and, and brushed over some very important topics. So... Yeah, a little bit bizarre. And and also, another thing, the music, like the the score, the Candyman music that they actually had for this film. Yeah. I actually really enjoy the sort of theme thing that they did for him. Yeah. They barely fucking use it. Yeah. It's barely in the film. <laughs> yeah. Well, they start off with the um uh, like the Candyman can song from like uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So, yeah, I think it's it's pretty good. I like that. It was all a bit weird as well. Like that that intro sequence that they had with um, everything was flipped around and back to front, and yeah, the music was a little bit off. I liked that. It was really fun. So it's it's a shame that they have such a good like you know structure to this film. It looks good. You know, there's some good sound. There's some good kills. There's some good themes to it, but they just never really hit it off. So whoever did the screenwriting for this fucking butchered it. <laughs> Yeah, like there was there was a good film there mm. somewhere, yeah. uh, but it just didn't quite yeah. find its home. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I look, I, I like the idea of like you know they've they've you know made this guy the new Candyman. There's an interesting story around him, and right at the end we get you know all of the bees you know surrounding Candyman, and he turns into fucking Tony Todd, um, who was mm. the original Candyman. So I thought that was kind of cool. It's you know. And, he, and he's got the Tony Todd voice, and he's what? Tell everybody my story, or what does he say at the end? It says, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, tell everyone. I think he's. Yeah, I think he just says tell everyone. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's I, I liked that. It was a nice way of doing it. Hmm. Um, What's the thing? And she says his name and doesn't get killed. Well, okay, yeah. so. I had yeah, to rewind that, that part of the film because it really didn't make sense for me because she says the name four times. Yeah, I thought so. And then the cop says the the fifth time. Oh. And that's when the, the like... So I think it's the the, the, what, the thing here is if you are sharing the looking in the mirror, like if you're looking in the mirror at the same time as somebody else is looking in the mirror and saying Candyman, then you, know, you are part of that connected part. But she doesn't die. So I don't know. I was surprised there wasn't like a modern taken on someone doing like in selfie mode on their phone and like live streaming it on Instagram or something and seeing people getting killed. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a, it, well, that was the thing. So they sort of made it out that it was. Um, so originally they said mirrors, but he clearly is visible in any mirrored surface because you see him. <laughs> Highly glass polished door. glass, yes. <laughs> yeah. So does that mean if you say it. To yes, so I guess the the back of my phone is glass, and I can see my reflection in it. Yeah, does that mean, <laughs> mean that he would come if I did it that way? Find out, Tom. <laughs> yeah, try it now, Tom. See what happens. <laughs> we'll, Candyman. we'll record. Um, one of the things I had that irritated me about, about mirrors uh, in this movie as well was the scene where he's at the um, the critic's house and he's looking in the mirror, and it's him seeing himself reflected as Candyman. Um, and it's as he's looking straight at this this thing, the mirrored reflection of Candyman's hand is the wrong hand that that's infected. If that makes sense, it's just oh, really? yeah. So if if it was Candyman standing in front of him, it would be his left hand, but it it's the right hand that was infected by the bee sting. 
it just really bothered me. It just, like, the mirrored reflection was wrong for who he should be. Anyway, it just irritated me. Because it was supposed to be this mirrored dimension that reflects our own dimension. And it got all the bees bouncing on the inside of the mirrors, which was I thought was kind of cool. But yeah, it just bothered me that the wrong hand was mirrored back. Now, did, the, did I imagine it? Or did the critic, like, was just speaking to him and went, I'll be right back. And then disappeared to the bathroom and came back in pyjamas. It looked like pyjamas. <laughs> <laughs> and just for anybody who's just listening to us who hasn't seen the film, not sexy pyjamas. Just pajamas, <laughs> not a sexy nighty or something. <laughs> yeah, it was. Not, it's not that. That's the oddity of it. That it was just, just like casual pajamas. Just like, <laughs> well, you're you're an artist who I barely know, but I'm just get into my pajamas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me while I slip into something more comfortable. <laughs> um, having a look at it now, it does look like PJs, but it's actually just what she was wearing. Um, it was. Just, oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So it's just normal clothes for her. So it's art critic casual, I'll call it. Because that, that, I guess I guess she does. Because she's sitting down. It's more of like a closer up shot. So you don't see the full outfit until later. It definitely looks like pajamas later. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that scene as well, like he's sitting there like, you know, waiting for this, this you know, person to go to the bathroom, which she takes an inordinate amount of time to go to the toilet, by the way. You know, he has to get out of the flowing fabric, obviously. But he sits there like picking at his bee sting and then just like picks back a massive chunk of his skin. And that's when he goes, oh, shit. Oh, no, that's no good. And then he wraps up his hand and then still continues to go out to dinner afterwards and do all the rest of it. He hasn't gone to the hospital still. And yet he's nah, got a chunk yeah. of his hand missing. If, if you if you get stung by a bee and then your your skin starts cracking like fucking Emperor Palpatine's forehead, then you immediately go to a fucking hospital. It takes him 20 minutes to go to the hospital in movie time. And even if it's a uh, like it, it, it's been a man thing of being scared of doctors and not wanting to ever go to the doctor, uh, the he's an artist. The, uh, you need your hand to paint shit. He does need his hand to paint shit, but also his partner clearly would have seen that yeah. and would have been like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And even if he was like, "Fine," you'd be like, "No, it's not. I'm taking you to the hospital." Now. <laughs> yeah, no. There's there's extended periods of time here where he has a manky hand and it just uh, yeah, and it goes up across his face and then he has a manky weird glass eye thing. He's got yeah, he, like, he's got all that shit. Like his, his neck goes all funny and then his eye goes glassy. Even your mum, right? He goes to see his mum and it's going up across his neck and she fucking touches his face and tries to like soothe and be you know, what mothers fucking do. It's like you are touching this. Gross, manky fucking thing. Why aren't you being like, okay, let's put this shit on hold for a second. You look fucking dead. Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Look, I think uh. this is the worst of the superpowers. Like, I mean, if you're going to get bitten by anything, radioactive spider sounds better than being stung by a bee. Um, you know, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. De- <laughs> definitely the worst of the superpowers. Especially if you have to have your hand chopped off by a guy with a hacksaw. <laughs> This movie, man. This movie. <laughs> uh, look, I let's let's summarize it because I think we've we've spoiled it all already. Um, yep. Duty, go tear it to shreds. <sighs> man gets stung by bee. Man gets obsessed <laughs> with Candyman. Man doesn't get bee stinging and uh, taken a look at, and somehow starts to lose his mind. And then a laundry shop owner turns him into a wannabe Candyman. And then whoever reads or says Candyman's name in a mirror. Even if they're not even... 
Back to Fuzzy's <laughs> Even if they're not looking at the mirror, if they're in the immediate surrounding area, they somehow die as well. If you're mirror like, adjacent. <laughs> well, not even, right? <laughs> so the cop says Candyman the fifth... At the end of the film, the, the main character says Candyman four times. Oh, the yeah, cop says the, the fifth time. And all the other cops die. One of them comes running out from inside a house. What's what's the the, the, the exclusion zone of a Candyman? <laughs> what, right? What's a, can- a Candyman's radius? <laughs> exactly right. The we could use it as a distance, of me- like a, a unit of measurement. Um, exactly. You can go and meet people with, within 20 Candyman's radiuses. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, like if, if the, the, the cop who comes running out of a building with his, with his throat slashed, it's like, okay, well, he was, let's say, 30 to 50 metres away. How come like a school, a classroom full of kids that was adjacent to the bathroom where the kids did it in the, in the, in the lavatory yeah. didn't die as well? Because, you know, they're with inside the, the radius of the candy man. It's, uh, it's, it's, I, don't, I don't like this one. <laughs> it needed to... There needed to be more rules that were actually followed. I, I agree. More consistency with the rules. Like, they seem to be... There's a rule to to conjure him or summon him up. But, you know, when he's summoned, there needs to be a set of rules that govern how he operates. Because it seems mm. to, like, this lady's using him like a, like, a, like a ninja assassin at the end to, like, kill everybody. Yeah. Mm. But doesn't get killed herself for no reason. Uh, she'll she'll totally get killed. Like at the end of the film, she's still handcuffed. A heap of cops rock up at the end, and there's a heap of dead people around her. So it's like she's she's gonna get killed either way. Oh, but no, he tell he tells her at the end, tell everyone. Yeah, but like cops are gonna rock up and see a heap of dead bodies and her in handcuffs. Yeah, yeah, true. Like, yeah, it's oh, I don't get it. Maybe it she gets me. Taken- it was the candy man. <laughs> It wasn't me. It was the candy band. (laughs) All right, I confess, you see. All right, dude, give it a score, mate. Uh, Three. It's pretty harsh. Wow. It was was like, I I normally can sit through a horror movie or like 90 minutes. It's, It's fine. It's not bad. But like, I had it open... I had to have a drink to watch this film. I couldn't finish it the first... I, I finished it this morning. I watched the last half an hour this morning being like, I'm just not... It's just not gripping me. It's not... It's If it, you like it, that's awesome. That's great that you like it. But it's just like, I'm not interested in it. It's just... It's not doing anything. And it's like, you're, you're spacing out and so... So, like, spacing out and, and between kills that I'm just like, I'm getting bored. Yeah. Like... I watch a horror movie for, or you know, or Halloween movie or whatever you want to fucking call it. I watch these styles of movies for the kills and you feel bad for people or you want people to live and blah, 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 blah. Where this is just like, okay, well, this, this chick's fucking carabiner belt herself onto another dude, said Candyman <laughs> five times. They're fucked. I don't care. It's like, ah, these schoolgirls in the, in the bathroom, they've said it and they're, they're fucked. I don't care. I just, I, uh, three. Tom, what about you, mate? Look, I think the uh, first half of the film I actually enjoyed. I, I thought it was going somewhere that was going to be interesting um, because I'd heard from other people that it was meh. Um, but some of the reviews for it have been fairly positive. Yeah, it's um, it's got some fairly good feedback. I think even like you know places like IGN, I know obviously games reviews, but they gave it a nine. Um, which is uh, they also give Deathloop a ten out of ten. Yeah, I mean, like laughable. It's it's a it's it's a very high score for a film. <laughs> yeah, it's 
it's a good look. It, it, it and hands down to what you said, it, it's a good looking film. Mm. Like it's very clear from cinematography and direction sort of angle that yeah, great. Um, but pretty does not a film make. Um, I think that's the thing. That there's there's too much. It's the script. The script and story is just not good. Yeah. Um, and there's parts of it that are absolutely fine, but then there's there's literally parts of it that feel like a B tier or even a C tier horror film that have just been shoehorned into what seemed to have been what was meant to be a serious film that was meant to have sophisticated dialogue and sort of uh, that sort of understanding to it, which I think hampers it more because when you have good cinematography and you actually have that and and it's evident there it makes it all the more clear when the script is shit which is because yeah what you're hearing is not matching what you're seeing it's disappointing (laughs) because this is a a jordan peele film as well so jordan written by jordan peele yeah and produced yeah Oh, did he write it as well yes he did so and the original movie was written by clive barker who did hellraiser Mm. Ah. So yeah, so very disappointing that you know he's obviously taken part in this and not really. I just I feel it's disappointing direction for him to have gone in, like because I've loved his other stuff that he's done. Get out, um, us was really good as well. Like they they they've done some really interesting works in the past, and this was his next you know next joint, and I I didn't really think he he kicked it off uh, the way that he needed to. Yeah. yeah, it was directed by uh, Nia Da Costa, who. D- d- oh, I thought um, he directed it as well. Oh, okay, I didn't realize he didn't. Direct no, it. no, he's, he, I um, think he's he's staying away from the direction side and moving more into the pr- production and writing. So he's doing all of the sort of the behind the scenes kind of things. Yeah, so she's directed Crossing the Line. I, I'm not too familiar with, with what that is. Top two episodes of Top Boy. Uh, of course, Candyman, and then she's doing The Marvels for, of course, uh, Disney. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, for, I mean, from a director and cinematographer angle, then that uh, I'm keen to see what that person does. Yeah, um, yeah. When they it was good directing. Have, uh, yeah. Well, I'm keen to see what, what that person does when they have... Uh, actually, you know what? Cinematographer, whoever the cinematographer was, was great. The director, I'm not so sure about because they're the ones that allowed some of that poor delivery of lines to actually get into the film, um, and <laughs> didn't retake some of those off. Oh, some of those scenes could have just been redone. Like, yeah, you're right. They just the delivery was fucking hammy. It was. I I agree with that exact same scene, Tom. Like, it was just you sitting there going, "You're really serious. This is a big budget Hollywood movie, and that's the best <laughs> fucking reading you could do." Yeah. Um, and yeah. as far as horror movies go, there's a lot of shit. There's a lot of mediocre, and there's very few good. Yeah. Um, I would say this is probably it's not it it is not on the same level as some of the shit horror films out there. It is better than some of the real shit that's out there. So I would say this is mediocre. Um, I'd give it probably around a six. Yeah, it's a um, right perfectly watchable mm. in my opinion um i didn't have as bad a time as it with it as duty um and yeah i i, I see it as a six like it, it it's not i didn't hate it um i just think it was a bit of a poor execution 
on and I think there is some, so there was potential in this for it to be better um, but you can just sort of see <laughs> yeah. from, but I guess there's potential in everything to be better um, but yeah <laughs> very yeah. true fuzzy um, look, I agree with everything you guys have said. I think we've uh, we've covered it all off. It, it could have been so much better. It, it teased at an interesting story. Um, I think there needed to be more reasons as to why he was turning into the Candyman, not just because, you know, this guy was mildly interested in what was going on in the Candyman universe and then was forced down a road to become the Candyman. And I just, I don't think that makes sense. It needed either needed to be a deliberate choice by other people to make him into this character, you know, some sort of harvesting of a person to become, you know, the next generation of Candyman, or it needed to be a deliberate choice by this person to seek that out. And he was just interested in the story so that he could connect to it through his art and was, Mm. you know, became an evil person that killed people. And it just, I don't understand why that, that, that needed to be the case. It needed, I felt more, yeah, it felt less deliberate than it than it should have been. Um, but yeah, look, I thought there were some good moments to this. I thought some of the deaths were cool and it looked pretty. Um, but yeah, overall, even you know, even for a movie that was an hour and a half long, it felt like it was very slow. So I will give this a six as well. Um, if you're interested in the Candyman at all, or the the you know the legend or the story, or um, the, you've watched the previous films and enjoyed them, I think it's on par with some of the sequels. <laughs> oh God, some they of the sequels to the flesh. Yeah, some of the sequels are pretty pretty terrible, but at least they had you know a, they had a purpose to them. Like for the most part, it was the Candyman was hunting someone down and killing everybody around them. Like that kind yeah. of thing's cool. Like give them give him a bit more direction and make him a bit more deliberate like a Freddy Krueger or something like that and that would be quite interesting um but yeah it's at this point I don't think they know what to do with that particular character so six for me okay there's our scores that's another episode down (laughs) episode number from King Sherman there exactly Um, (laughs) (laughs) and of course Thank you very much for listening. We know you have a choice when listening to pop culture podcasts and you clearly picked the one with nerd in the title. I've been your host, Tom. I've been joined by two fantastic gentlemen. (laughs) And thank you very much, Saladis. You guys can say bye too. Bye-bye. Hello. All right.